On this episode of AW360, we speak with PJ Pereira, co-founder and creative chairman at Pereira Odell. Right now is a critical time for marketers to get into artificial intelligence. PJ's perspective is that the best way to learn about AI is to simply start playing with it, and he makes a compelling case to start doing just that right now. I hope you enjoy this episode. PJ, welcome to the AW360 podcast. I'm so excited to have you on today. Happy to be here. You are co-founder and creative chairman of Prayer Odell. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. I'm, I'm, I started my career as a programmer, um, got into advertising when these weird thing called the web started to show up in magazine covers. And I sent an email to, to an ad agency back in Brazil saying that that was going to transform the, the business. And I, I understood technology well enough to, to help them figure that out. And that's been my career started from there. And now I'm, I, I found it one agency back in Brazil, founded one here, uh, and Perodo is doing super well. It's been 15 years now, and I'm starting to feel the, the itch that this is happening again. There's another big technolo- technological transformation that is going to affect the way we think and do everything that is this whole AI thing that is happening around us. Excellent. And, you know, it's funny when people say AI, I tend to get one of two reactions. There's either people who are very excited about it, as it would seem you are, or there's people who are very apprehensive about it. Like, oh, no, the sky is falling. They're going to take my job. You know, how do you feel about that second group? I mean, is there any sort of worry to be had there? <laughs> I, I, on the side, I'm also a novelist. So I, I, uh, and, and, my I'm about to launch a book that has a big conflict with AI. So I'm, I'm right in the middle of that, that entire discussion. Is, is AI going to steal my job? Is it going to kind of take over the planet? <laughs> so it's, it's, I think all those things are, are possibilities. And, and the way I look at this is the same way that, that someone looks at a tiger that is a kind of safe distance. So I'm like fascinated by it. I'm watching it. And I'm trying to wonder if I'm still at a distance that I can run away if I can, or if I just should enjoy these moments of bliss and say, okay, that's going to be it. But it's, I think all the possibilities honestly are there and, but I've seen it happen before. And I think as, as, as a species, as a, as a, as an industry, and we, we are resilient and we, 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 eventually learn how to do things with the, the tools and the circumstances around us. So I tend to be on the optimistic side. And I think that whoever is afraid of it is afraid for a good reason. I, I read somewhere um, on social media the other day that someone saying that AI is not going to steal your job, but someone using AI will. I think there's some truth on it. We are seeing, I think that what we are really seeing here is a shift on the kind of computing that we are, that we have in our hands. When I started to work as a programmer, computing was a matter of telling a computer what to do and it would just execute exactly what it, what, what you told them. That's, that's true for the programmers and the tool for the games and true for the tools for the apps they were using. Now with, um, 
with AI, mostly what AI is, is machine learning. We're having to deal with machines that learn and machines that learn and make their own decisions based on what they're learning, not only what we're telling them to do. So it's a very different kind of computing. It's like the evolution of going from, we have been riding bikes our entire lives and now we have just been exposed to a horse. A horse has way more power, but it will make some decisions by itself. And if you enjoy that, you, you can decide to stay on your bike. You can decide to, to hop on the horse, and but you cannot just try to ride the horse the way you, you ride a bike because it's not going to be the same. There are lots of possibilities <clears throat> that, that of what this future could be like, but it's probably going to be a combination of, of all the things that we're doing. But the, the critical part for me now is that we have one to two years for playing with this thing to really have an understanding of, of what can happen and what we can use in our favor and what we have to hold from, from, from happening before it reaches mass scale. I think there's like it's a one to two years um, window that is a window, is a window for playing and, and figuring these things out from the inside, not from the outside reading about it. I don't think you can understand that level of transformation from the outside just by reading stories in the press. Excellent. Well, before we dive further into AI and advertising and, and how that sort of intersection meets, I do want to go back to discuss your book really quick. Mm-hmm. I have in my notes that your, your fifth book is yeah. about to come out and it features the unlikely combination of artificial intelligence and Kung Fu, which is amazing. <laughs> so I've been sitting here, you know, I, I read this the other day. I have been giddy all morning because I want to ask you just what's that all about? <laughs> uh, so the, the, this, what actually happened is that I had two stories that I have been, I have been working for more than 10 years and trying to figure them out. It's like, yeah, it doesn't, it's not going anywhere. You know, I, I don't, I write very fast, but until uh, it takes years until a story really takes shape. And one day I realized that those two stories could, should, should become one. And that's when it happened. It was a Kung Fu story and there's an artificial intelligence story, but the, the basics, the, the basics of that on the artificial intelligence side is that, um, the, the advantage that AI has against us human beings is that it, it, it's highly, it's more scalable than us. Our brain is limited by our own ability to, our, the, the physical space that the brains have and the number of neurons that we have uh, that we can fire. Uh, while AI is not as intelligent, is not as powerful as our brain, but it can scale much faster, eventually can surpass our, our ability to process things. So I wanted to try to find a way to kind of started to do some research and found some some scientists from different parts of the, the neuroscience world that were trying to develop these technologies for the future, like 20, 30 years ahead of, uh, of, of what we are now. They're trying to find ways to connect brains, almost like create an internet of brains. Mm-hmm. And they thought, all right, if we do that, um, there are companies like Neuralink, they're trying to connect your brains to, to hardware today, is the beginning of it. Uh, but if we connect brain to brain, we can um, elevate, finally scale up our our ability to to think, and we can be smarter than a than a uh, an eventual uh, 
AI overlords, if you're thinking like that. And that's how we're thinking. And because I grew up fighting and, and learning Kung Fu, and there's all these, um, these legends of how styles of Kung Fu were all inspired by, by animals fighting, when I was kind of doing that study and thinking about how would the world be if we could connect our brains and feel like, oh, then all of a sudden we would be like a beehive or an ant farm, an, an ant hill. And for, what, how would fighting be? So my, instead of thinking about like the end of the world and slavery and then my, my, my head went straight to fighting. It's like, how, how are we going to fight if we could all think together and like an army that is connected? And that's how the, the whole story came to be. <laughs> That's absolutely amazing. I love that. Um, and when is when is this uh, due to come out? Uh, it's it, it's it's planned to to come out on, in the fall. I think October this year. Excellent. Well, I can't wait to pick that up. Um, you know, and on that note, let's let's get back to the advertising part of it. What do you see from your perspective and with your experience? What are the possibilities for artificial intelligence within advertising? In other words, what does the average person working in our industry have to look forward to? Okay, I'll I'll give you a a a, 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 a not a, the best answer that I can give. That is is not going to be the right answer, but then I can go into what I think actually is right. I think that the the wrong answer that is a short sighted one is that. You can use AI for a few things right now. You can use it to get to a first draft of an idea very quickly. You can use it to, um, to as part of the creative process, to see if, if that inspires new ideas, so like a, as a brainstorming tool. And you can use that to see if you can create ideas that are intelligent. The same way that in the past when the internet was, was born, we started to, we realized that we could find ideas that were interactive by nature. And then we found ideas that were social by nature. I think that there will be ideas that are intelligent by nature, that, that can have a learning component, a um, automatic behavior component as part of what the ideas are. And that's fascinating. Mm-hmm. That said, that's what we can see from the place that we are now. And the place that we are now is a very touristic point of view on this world. It's like we're we're just finding a, a, a new world, a new culture, a new place where there will be people that will be born on it, that will be learn this industry with it. So I think that once there's a generation, entire generation that, that grew up understanding how to play with these tools, it's going to be completely different. Not right. Mm-hmm. But right now, if we take the opportunity of these one or two years to play with it and see from the inside and, and start to brainstorm, try start to find ideas that have a, uh, um, uh, an intelligent nature to it and 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 use AI to get to a quicker first draft of any idea so we can play with that faster. I think we are going to realize the potential and, and understand the, 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 the things. And, and one day, like maybe a year from now, two years from now, someone is going to be like, yeah, I remember that podcast that, that you guys did. And you know what? You were completely wrong. This is what actually this beast is. It happened with the Internet. It was it, all these things happen in front of us. And I think it's going to happen again. But unless you're living it, you're not going to be able to find out. I'll say that that if you're not 
getting our hands dirty into this AI space now to try to find where you're wrong and what the right is going to be. If you're not doing it, if you're trying to wait for someone to come up with the answer, you're already a follower mm -hmm. and you're going to be the follower of someone else that is going to lead the, lead the industry later. And on the note of getting your hands dirty, you know, let's say I'm a young marketer who is, and I'm not, but let's say I am, and I'm looking to start playing with this technology. What recommendation would you have for where I would best get started? I would say that find something that you, you actually care about and try to do it and try to play with it. Don't stop reading about things and try to st stop getting informed and get into the belly of the beast to try to get something that you want to do. And I'll give you an example. My son, I have a 15-year-old son, 16-year-old um, son. He um, he wants to be a filmmaker. And I was talking to my wife. My wife started on, on the, the internet world, just the pioneering years, um, just like me. And I was telling her that I got lucky that when I was a kid, I had an uncle that was a computer programmer and he taught me how to program. And that understanding that there's this weird machine that you give instructions in a specific order with specific conditions and decisions how to do. And, and the, the machine would follow my instructions. Everything in my life, all the opportunities that I had in my life somehow were influenced by that understanding that machines can follow orders. Mm -hmm. So when I was thinking about how, what is the best gift that I can give to my son that is 16 years old, that wants to be a filmmaker. And, and I, I realized that there was an equivalence there, that I could give him the gift of understanding how machines can learn and make decisions and how you can collaborate with these new kind of machines. And that's how I, I gave him the tools. I taught him how to use MidJourney. I taught him how to use Dali. Um, I taught him how to play with ChatGPT, and he's been doing that. And, and we were in Rio uh, at the end of the year, kind of, and I was kind of bothered because we were at the beach and he was on his phone the whole time. He said, what are you doing? And then all of a sudden he showed me, he did his animated poster for a movie that he wants to make one day. And the poster looked amazing, and he didn't open a single tool that we are used to he just used AI to create the image and, and fine tune it and then use another AI tool to animate it and put the typography on top of it. And he had an animated poster that looked very professional and he's 16. Wow. So I think that, but he only did it. Not, he wasn't in his head. He wasn't playing with AI. Mm -hmm. He wanted to do the poster. So that's why I'm saying if you want to do it, take something that you want to do and try to do that through AI because then you're going to actually be emotionally invested on getting something out of it. Then you're playing for real. And mammals are hardwired in terms of evolution to, to learn through play. We understand how the new world, the world, we understand the rules of the world around us through playing. It doesn't matter if you're a lion cub, a gorilla, or a human being. You put a, a your your spoon on your imaginary table and the spoon falls down. And you you learn about gravity. You learn that imaginary tables aren't really there, and you you start to and you learn that spoons make a very funny noise when they fall, right? So all those things happen because we're trying.
we're experimenting, we're playing. This is the time to play. This is the time to try things and, and understand the kind of questions that we can have answered. We don't even need to, we have the luxury of don't even need, not, not even needing to have the, the, the right questions yet. Let's enjoy it. On the flip side of that, what would you say are both the arguments against AI and what are the ethical questions that we should be asking and hopefully in the near term answering as we move forward with it? <clears throat> I think there are lots of questions, very important ethical questions, um, and technical questions. I say that the 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 one of the, the things that we need to look at that is that the technical issues, the technical problems that AI has, its uh, lack of, of uh, understanding that human beings don't have 10 fingers. That happens all the time. You're rendering images and all everyone has these odd number of, of fingers. Or, or there's all these weird kinks that they, they have to fix. The, the technical problem is going to be solved quickly. Mm-hmm. The ethical and philosophical questions are going to be solved very slowly. And I think that's very important to understand. And I'll get into some of them very in a, in a bit. But we have to be patient around those because as we, we put our foot in the water, as we try to, to start to play and experiment with them, we are just barely starting to understand what the issues will be. Right, and we have to insert ourselves enough to understand to start to be able to visualize how the world will be with that thing, those things happening at scale, so we can have a, a notion of a proportion, an idea of proportion. Let me give you uh, an example uh, of this. There is a, a a very important ethical question now regarding the the image generation, uh, uh, generative AI, as they call it, like these, these tools like Midjourney that create an image for you. Because they say that, hey, you know, it's not fair because you have a, a company that is, that develops a program that 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 just reads the whole internet and and everything that every artist has put out in the world. It learns our style. Now it can it can do things that we develop ourselves, our own styles of illustration, photography, and and anything, and can do that without us. Yes, it is a serious problem that needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. It's not my role to address it. It's the kind of society as a whole and the companies who are making money out of it needs to figure that out. But it's, it's something that needs to be um, solved. But you can argue, and there's that's one of the things that people are arguing as well, is that, yeah, but artists has always, have always done that. They, they look at what others are doing and they learn and they copy and they play and they try to emulate that until they develop their own style based on that. The difference is that we have never had an artist with a scale of AI that can that can learn everything from everyone in a matter of seconds. But then we have the philosophical issue here. Is scale enough to to separate the the issue, the, the right from wrong? So the so you're saying that it's okay to steal a, a, a style in at a small scale but it's not okay to steal a style at large scale. Is the equivalent of, you know, is it okay to steal $20 and, and not 
20 million dollars of course those it's it's bad to steal it's it's wrong to steal 20 dollars and much worse to steal 20 20 million dollars but those ethically those are you can someone can argue they're both stealing and yeah. argue that they're not the same level so are we uh, the, the issues of plagiarism and the issues of students using it to create uh, schoolwork for that and 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 the, the cat and mouse thing the academic ac- academia is going to have with it there's a, the problem of, of AI pollution because as AI starts to create more content put out in the world it's going to inf- reverse the feedback and AI is going to start to feed on the internet that was also created by written by AI and where where is it going to stop how do you control it because ultimately this is the problem with AI it's a black box that we don't know necessarily what's going on you know there's there when you develop a a a, a machine that learns you teach it how to learn, but you don't know exactly what it's learning, how it's thinking. There's, I, I saw this story about um, a, a presentation at MIT, an MIT event once that they're, they're, they had this thing called um, data poisoning. They took a Tesla and started to feed data into the camera to see how the Tesla would interpret. And then they developed a language that they put a sticker into a, a um, a, a, a sign on the street that says stop, but they put that sticker and says 60 miles that 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 it just looks like a QR code, but the for the Tesla says 60 miles per hour. And the Tesla goes that sees that stop sign and and reads, let's go 60 miles per hour. And for a human being, you can't even you can't tell that that's what it's reading because it doesn't make sense for us. The problem with AI is that it's there's a blind spot that we cannot tell exactly what's going on. And it will do things around our comprehension and around our decision and around our supervision, which is the real issue that we have to, to understand and, and expect. So there, is, there are lots of, of small-scale problems. There's, there are ethical uh, decisions that are going to affect small groups and big groups, but I think that that we there's the the big issue of how do we um, create some level of governance over over AI uh, so we know what's going on and we have at least know what to expect. Absolutely. Well, PJ, this has been absolutely fascinating. I love your enthusiasm for this, and I love your um, well, God, just your knowledge of the subject. I think you know. I, like I said before, I think before we started, I think it goes without saying that you know AI is kind of the hot topic this year. But for me, as a longtime technologist, I'm very excited about it. And, you know, also at the same time as a longtime technologist or technology buff, I should say, every bit as apprehensive as some people are. So um, it's been a pleasure having you on. Thanks so much. If people want to find out more about you, uh, where would they go? If they want to, to learn about my advertising side, you can go to my agency side, my agency website is perodel.com. And um, if you if you want to get more on the the book side is uh, the the my my author name is PJ Caldas because very few people in in America can spell Pereira right so I, I use PJ Caldas my other family name Caldas so pjcaldas.com for for um, my novelist world and perodel.com for my agency my advertising world. 
Last question. Absolute last question. This is just personal curiosity. What are the odds that you sell the rights to the book to your son to make the film? That's a very interesting one. In very ironic way, I have never thought about that, but maybe maybe that's what it should be. I don't know if I if I my anxiety is going to let me do that and let me wait enough, but I would love I would love if that would be if that was the case. Excellent. Well, now you, have, you, gave, you just gave me a, a dream to, to dream. Thank you. <laughs> well, I'm so much looking forward to, to picking up the book for sure. It sounds absolutely fascinating and definitely right along uh, stuff I like to read. So thanks again so much for being on the show. It was a pleasure having you. It was my pleasure. Thanks for listening. For more podcasts like this one, be sure to visit www.advertisingweek.com slash podcasts and check out our ever-expanding roster of audio programming for the advertising, marketing, and technology industries.